What is up, everyone? We are here, and welcome to episode 412 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. You know the vibes. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe if you would like to receive bonus Combo's Court content. Check out the Patreon page. I'll leave a link in the show notes for that. This episode is a recording from the Believe in Magic podcast, hosted by Max Van Auken and yours truly, Andrew Combo Salop. So you should be able to hear this episode on the Believe in Magic podcast feed as well. Don't forget to subscribe to that. Today's show, Max shares his Lakers trade ideas. We also talk about the Orlando Magic's direction and much more. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. work to do max we're back we are back you heard i heard i heard we are back how are you doing well man how are you max van alken i'm just going at it with the people on social media man you know what i do i embrace the hate are they hating on you or are they hating your ideas or no I hate my idea i just I, I try to play victim and say they're hating on me too you know that's the popular thing to do these days <laughs> what's on your mind though man what's on it's the start of the nba season is here yeah, man, I got a lot on my mind. I'm a little stressed. I just watched the Lakers go 0-3. LeBron, man, okay, let's just get right into it, right? I don't know. You know, at the end of the day, we evaluate the game. There's no emotion. There's no bias. But there, there, uh, there, it, there, see, it, it seems like there's a little bit on your end right now. <laughs> there can be a little bit, right? So at the end of the day, we're human. So just lean into what you are. I'm a LeBron guy. I like LeBron. I believe whenever you get to witness greatness – you should appreciate it. The guy's in year 20. You've never seen anything like it. He's about to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So why would I not root for history? I root for Tom Brady. I root for the Golden State oh. Warriors. I root for Steph. So I'm rooting for history, LeBron's history. So what oh, I say oh, that- Oh, 0-3 has nothing to do with that. You'll still see history. You'll still see LeBron break it, Kareem's record. not the same, though. Like, think about it. When LeBron passed Michael Jordan in scoring, we don't even remember really that moment anymore because, like, the Lakers were that bad that season. He lost that game. The Laker fans weren't even cheering. Like, it was like, okay, you passed Michael Jordan, but it's like, dude, this team is awful. Like, it just, it's hard to celebrate in moments of being bad. You know what I mean? Like, we could put on a podcast of our lifetime, but if we have like two people listening it, maybe we enjoyed it. You know what I mean? But like, we like to know that we're having an impact. Like, I don't know. It's just hard to celebrate when you're losing. People don't like losers, they like winners. You know what I mean? We don't remember second place. We don't remember that. So, why are we celebrating a record when you're losing? You're bad. You and I who like the game of basketball do like, hey, that's awesome. You just passed Michael. You just passed Kareem. Cool. But people will remember this as like, they're just bad. Like, I just, they're bad. They're terrible. Like this organization, this team is flat out embarrassing. So I say that to say, this is what got me worked up. So I'm watching it. They're 0-3. Literally, you and I would have, we know how bad this team was going to be. Like, we even saw it last year. So it's not like we're, oh, my God, I wonder how it's going to fit. Like, we knew it was bad. Like well, we knew that. They, yeah. This year, it's the same fit. They just got younger with the same issues, though. Yeah. And, but I, what I would say to that is, 
trade Anthony Davis, right? I'm watching this and everyone's like, Russ, 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 Russ. I already know Russ isn't like the right fit. I already know Russ can't shoot. I already know these things. He still could be very effective in a different situation. He clearly just does not fit with LeBron. Like he needs the ball. LeBron needs the ball. It just doesn't fit. It's okay. It happens. But right now you can get the most for Anthony Davis right now instead of waiting later on because later on he may get injured. Later on we're going to see more of what he, we know he is. But certain people could think, okay, Anthony Davis still has the potential to be a beast. Like I, you and I both know, I'm pretty sure you agree, we're never going to get New Orleans Anthony Davis again. We're never going to get Bubble AD again. So trade it while you can with the highest market that you can for him. It's not going to get better for Anthony Davis. I think it's only going to go downhill from here. It's really weird. He should be in his prime right now, but he's declined like rapidly. So I would trade Anthony Davis. And I just put this up on Instagram. And I know it probably seems unlikely that Portland would do it. I would call up Portland like, bro, I will give you, I'll tell the GM bro so they know I'm serious. I'll give you Anthony Davis. Give me Dame, LeBron, Mav, work the, Rich Paul, work the phones, utilize Dame in that leverage. Try to make it happen. They flirt the idea so many times. Give me Dame for AD. If you want some picks, here you go. Let me trade Russ right now for Buddy Hield, Miles Turner. Who says no to that trade, first of all? And that team is instantly better. You got Buddy Hield, LeBron James, Damian Lillard, Miles Turner. Still keep that Pat Bev. But you have instant shooting. It's just a much better fit automatically. But if you trade Dame to rebuild, AD is not a rebuild type player because you That's think cool. that if you think he's going to regress, don't you think there's other organizations? that think he's going to regress as well. So that means a win-now team probably would want AD more than a team that wants to rebuild. And if you get rid of Dame, then you want to rebuild. And the issue with trading Russ is, is that if you trade him to a lower or tanking team, he could probably raise their ceiling enough to get them out of tank mode and bring them to the playoffs like he did with the Wizards when you revolve a team around him. So there's like really no good fit for Russ. Would he do that though? Yeah, he did it with the Wizards two years ago. I mean, two years ago, there's a lot that's changed. Two years ago, we had a different president. <laughs> there's a lot that happens in two years, Combo. I don't know. I don't know if a team wants to take, like, if there's a way to buy him out and he doesn't play and you get some picks out of it, maybe. But I heard Buddy Heald and Miles Turner were on the table. So the Lakers should have done that. The only thing now is do the Lakers even think there's a move that can make them good enough to contend at this point? Yeah. I don't know, but want to know what makes sense? Let's extend Rob Palenka for a couple more years. <laughs> like, what? Like, why is that the move? It just, I don't get it. And I know this is a magic podcast, and we'll get into Apollo. He's looking amazing. But it's just, golly, Combo, it's just so frustrating. Like, you watch the game, and that's what I just get frustrated about. It's LeBron year 20, and it feels like a waste. Yeah, it's pretty obvious what they need around LeBron. It's shooting, it's defense, and players that could play without the ball. Like, they brought back Dennis. They got Pat, Pat who is a point guard who probably likes the basketball. Russ likes the basketball. And none of those guys are exceptional exceptional shooters. So it's not the right fit around LeBron. It's pretty obvious. You need defense. You need shooting. And you, got, you need guys who could play without the basketball. That's what you need when you're building around LeBron. And honestly, in the modern NBA, it's not great to build around any one player anymore. But LeBron James is the guy that could defy the odds and get it done if you do it in the right way. Yeah. And listen, he is in year 20, right? You don't want to like rely on him all season. I just have way more faith in Damian Lillard than I do Anthony Davis. And I, Portland wasn't supposed to be 3-0, right? We didn't foresee this happening. Like Portland was supposed to be – well, I thought they were going to be kind of bad. I'm not going to lie to you. So I thought they were kind of in a rebuild while well, you it, have – Yeah, if you have Dame playing like Dame and then Anthony Simons 
emerging. I mean, he's already emerged, but he could even take another leap this season. And you got Jeremy Grant, who's an above average NBA player at the least. Uh, Nurkic is a very good big. They got a pretty good team. And the bad teams in the NBA aren't that bad. We're seeing that with the Pacers. We're seeing that with the Jazz. The Orlando Magic are 0-3, but they're showing great signs um, because they're developing while staying in tank mode. So that's a good thing for them. Is it a good thing, though, Combo? I'm going to call it spade a spade. I don't know if that is. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you know what? Actually, let me take that back. Imagine if we had Victor Wembanyama. It'd be okay uh, with Paulo. Now you're talking. So you got, look at look at the lineup: Paulo, Franz, <laughs> Bol Bol, Wemby, Mo. <laughs> so listen, if okay, that's actually a really good transition. What if you, okay? So say you're the GM of the Orlando Magic combo. You and I both don't believe in tanking, but when you have a guy like Victor Wembanyama, I'm not saying he's going to be better than LeBron, but I understand, and I've compared him to Amazon, but I've compared. I mean, I, I understand the hype behind him and why he's the most highly prospected person we've seen since LeBron. And you throw Andrew Wiggins out of high school, you can throw Zion in there. Don't forget but, about Luka, Max. Yes, I mean, you were you were on the Luka train. So I no, but what I'm saying is it's tough if you want to say since Luka or since LeBron because Luka's resume was better than Wemby's coming into yes, the league. Yes, but Euro we... League, Euro League MVP. Right. We've never seen, though... Someone seven four who can do A through Z. That's why I call him the Amazon. And then like the evolution of the game back then, we would have been like, what a big shooting three, seven, four, moving his feet. But the game has evolved into this guy who's a monster who could do everything. So I'm asking you this though, because this is a very rare situation. If it was another draft, I know I wouldn't even ask you this question. But because it is Victor, I it's a little bit of an outlier here, and I understand it a little bit better. So if you're the Orlando Magic and say you have a terrible start to the season and that's on the back of your head. Is there a certain marker? Is there a certain game in the season, like a certain point where you'd be like, you know what? I think I think we tank. I think we do what it takes to get Victor. Well, I wouldn't tank in the way of trying to lose games on purpose, but I would trade Terrence Ross. I mean, look how great he's playing. Like, he doesn't need to be in Orlando. I've said <laughs> this about Eric Gordon before. I've said this about other players. Like, t- tank in a way not – to lose on purpose or the players aren't playing hard or even put out players that are not going to, you know, help you win. You want to work with the players that you see fit in the future to fit around Paulo and Franz, but trade a guy like Terrence Ross, you know, get some picks for him because he could help a contender in my opinion. So would you embrace the tank though? Yes. Like, I mean, it's not about losing on purpose, but, it's about developing the young players. Don't focus on tank, on the word tank or the word losing. Focus on the development. Okay, and that's the great PR question. That's the great PR statement. Did I just answer that like a PR guy? You did. So, like, but say you and I are the GMs right now. Like, we're, we're co-GMing, and we're in a closed room, you and me. And not to get weird, but I'm just saying we're, it's just you and I, right? There's no there's no media members. There's no, no public. But you and I have to have a conversation. Be like, all right, listen, I think it's legitimate. Yes, we want to, quote unquote, develop the young core. And that's what you want to promote. But you and I would sit here and be like, I think it makes more sense to tank right now than it does to try to win these games and maybe make a play in and then get out of an opportunity of getting Victor. Yeah, that that is fine. But I wouldn't relay that to the players in any way. It doesn't really matter in some ways right. what we say behind closed doors. You don't want to tell the players that we're in tank mode. You want to put the best players out there that you think you're going to move forward with and get them to play hard and work on team defensive principles and work on ways to get better. 
But I do think you should trade away the guys that could help a win now team and get back some draft picks, you know? So I think we could see really weird lineups in the future. And I think we may see Bobo get some extra development time on the court. I hope so, man, because he's been showing some flashes as he always does. And I think it's really cool. Um, Mo Bamba, I guess, is losing a little bit of tick because of Bobo, which is unfortunate. But he just signed a guaranteed deal. So um, shouts to him. I mean, at least he got paid. So, but I hope the best for him. But Bobo is more fun, man. Bobo is more fun than Mo Bamba, in my opinion. Yeah, even though Mo Bamba's got a song, but... Anyway, I, I shouts I to think, Sheck West. Look at that catch. Um, I would go though. Ooh. Sorry about that. I what I would do. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay, sorry about that. Now we're good um, now. what I would do would right now, if I was the Orlando Magic, the goal of this season for me would be to find your identity out of this young core. Like who's the guy going forward, right? Of course, develop young talent, but who's like that guy? Everyone wants to know who the guy is. There's usually a guy. It seems like it's Paolo already. Am I, is it safe to say I would say this? Paolo's already the best player on the Orlando Magic. I agree. Wow. Three games in, he's looking like a stud. Jason Tatum even said, I want to guard Paolo. He didn't say this verbatim. You know how we do it. We just say basically what they <laughs> said. But he said, I want to guard the best player. I want to guard Paolo. Like, if players like, Jason Tatum are saying that it means something. And it's not only Jason, it's not only because Jason Tatum said that it's pretty obvious when you watch them play. Now Franz has improved and he's their second best player. And I really like Wendell Carter. Um, I thought he would take even another leap this season, such a smart basketball player. Franz is showing some new offensive artillery. If that's the right way to put it, like he's, he got more in his bag now. Like you could see it, like he got new step backs. He got some Dirk stuff going on. So I really like his improvement, but Paulo is the guy, and I think it's quite apparent. Okay. See, now that's successful to me, though, because now you're like, okay, Paulo's the guy. We got that pick yeah. right. Develop a young core, stay healthy, and then now you're talking about building a culture, and then now you get free agents. Like It just all starts with developing what you got, but you have to first know who you are before you try to get other people. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a great season if we continue to develop Paulo and see what players work best around him and Franz as, let's say, the Scottie Pippen shall we say. Mm, okay, so that means... Not, the, compa- not comparing him, but just saying, like, he's their second guy, you know? He's got to be Scottie Pippen now. No, I'm joking, but... Nah, so nah. does that mean... Scottie Pippen was different, bro. The the, the the Suggs of the world and the Cole Anthony's kind of have to take a step back a little bit. No, because I think, especially Suggs, because he's shown, and thank goodness, he came back after that surgery. But I've been seeing some good flashes from him, like a little bit better with his craft, a little bit more control with his speed. I think he's been playing pretty well. And I think he could fit well with this team because they need somebody to defend on the perimeter. Mm. Um, Paulo and Franz are great, but how well can they defend the perimeter? That remains to be seen. And just team defensively, they have to get better. But I don't think Jalen Suggs has to do anything to take a step back. I think he could play his full game because he can facilitate and score. I think he works well with them. Um, catch and shoot hopefully has to get better for him when you're playing with guys who are going to handle the basketball like Franz and Paulo. But yeah, I, I think he could go full force. I think he's an aggressive player, and I think he could, you know, do what he does on defense. The, how about the Cole Anthony's? Because I agree with what you're saying, but now oh, does that? Oh off yeah, the- yeah. I think Cole Anthony's the off the bench mold because like a Tyler Hero who's scoring now. Not saying he's as good. Um, like Jordan Poole who probably will start eventually. 
but he's like maybe not he's not as good as those guys like Colin Sexton he's not as good as those guys but he's of that mold that they're not the greatest defenders they're not the greatest game managers but they could get buckets and those guys often thrive off the bench Look at the breakdown of the combo. It doesn't get better than that. I agree, though. I, I think yeah. you and I have been kind of early on that, talking about Cole Anthony off the bench. Because I know he is exciting, and a lot of people want him in that starting lineup, but it just makes – I think you get the most out of the roster with him coming off the bench. Yeah. I agree. It's going to be an interesting combo. Now, I'm, I'm not – like I said, I'm not for tanking. It's just with this whole Victor conversation, I keep hearing about it and what teams are. And I know Sacramento was up there. San Antonio was up there. Uh, and I mean, you got to think about the Orlando Magic because what we've been the past couple of years. And so that's why I just wanted to ask you if there was like a game mark where you're like, okay, we're 25 games in and we're not making, we're, we're not looking good. Like, do you just, all right, let's go in. We're on the Victor campaign. Yeah. I mean, trade some of your players that give value to win now teams. I think that's all you do. I don't think you change anything from an on the court standpoint, right? Like with the players that you actually have, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I wanted to ask you this, unless you had anything else you wanted to touch on with the Orlando Magic. It's going to bring up a player that I know you're very high on. Let's do it. Is there anything we should touch on the Orlando Magic that we have not yet? Or is there anything that comes to mind for you? For me, like I said, the main focus is to for this season was to find an identity. And three games in, I feel like we kind of are. Now, granted, I'm not saying he won't have bad games because he will. But when you see it, you see it. Like, you know, it's it. And I just feel like Paulo's it. Like, you know, that's the guy going forward. Yeah. I agree. That, that's a success already. I mean, I know you're 0-3, like you said, and obviously you you don't want to go 0-3, but the fact that Orlando can sit there and say, hey, we got this one right, that's that's a real that's something positive to take away from it. We're starting to see remnants of what this team could be, which is good. Yeah, exactly. Just got to continue to develop. But you I think you're hundred percent right though with trading those players that don't make sense for what you're trying to do right now. And right. I know Orlando really embraces T. Ross, especially I know at those home games, every time he gets the ball, you know he's shooting it. And the whole the whole crowd builds up that anticipation and you know he's going to create something exciting. So I know that probably won't be a popular move, but I think it'll be one that's understood. Oh, yeah, 100%. And it'll be better for him. Like, I'm sure he's at a point of his career that he wants to go out and win a championship. Maybe not. Maybe he just wants to go out there and get buckets. I don't know. I mean, I haven't talked to him personally about it, but I would think, right? You want to go yeah. out there and try and win a championship. So uh, kudos to him because he's playing really well. He had a big game. Um, but it's just not the right time for him to be on the Orlando Magic. Like, it's almost a compliment to him. It is. It yeah. is. And I think you understand that. I think everyone would understand that. Uh, but what I wanted to transition to, Combo, I know how high you are on this player. And uh, I thought I just gave you an opportunity to give him his flowers, not Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum's been looking like a guy who <laughs> he just, I feel like his game has, it's blossoming right before our own eyes. And these first three games, it's early, but that's an early takeaway for me. When I'm watching him, it seems like it's improving. It looks like he's starting to enter that next step in his career. What have been, what has been your takeaway of Jason Tatum these first he, three games? He is playing great, but I actually got into a debate about this with some friends. Whoa. I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get into the full debate because it was, too long like it was just too time consuming so we're not going to get into it here but okay. i will let you know the twitter question that i asked Ooh. in full health for both players who would you rather have for your franchise going forward zion or jason tatum you're asking me i'm asking you now i, I could give you the results of the twitter poll but i'd rather you answer first okay okay now you said in full health correct like i know they're going to be healthy yes 
That's such a good question. You probably have the toughest questions on the web. Um, between, oh, that's so tough because my gut would be Zion, but I feel like Tatum's probably the popular answer. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go against the grain here. I'm gonna go Zion. I'm gonna go Zion. Zion would be if I know he is healthy going forward. I would say Zion Williamson because there's no one else like him in the league. Well, you were wrong about that being the less popular. Really? Because it was 64% Zion and 36% Tatum. Now, if I would have asked that question in a different way, who's the better player? I wonder how that would look. Maybe I could do that. Yeah, I wonder wonder what the poll would look like. And I'm not mad at you saying Tatum's a better player, but – in full health going forward for my franchise, I'm going with Zion. Me too. And and some people like it's crazy how polarizing that question is because some people think it's not even a good question. Like, what? like some people think it should be Tatum, no doubt. Mm, and I'm no. like, when you add in full health and his impact on the game of basketball and the games that he has played, man. There's not a lot of players I want to move forward with. I think Luca comes to mind. Like, that's a player I'd move forward with above Zion, Giannis. But there's not a lot of guys, right, in the league. Well, okay, so I would take Giannis out of that conversation because I feel like he's – because, like, he's the older, right? So you're thinking, like, 25 and younger? I would. Giannis Giannis isn't that old. Kudos – like, congrats to him. I mean, he already has the MVPs of the championships. But I'm just saying, like, if you – you know what I mean? Right. Uh, I would go. I said he's that guy. He's like so the I, second best player in the league besides yeah, Luca. You know, I'd say <laughs> wait, <laughs> so, wait, Luca, Luca was giving me those best player in the league vibes last night when he outscored the Memphis by himself. I love in the Luka. beginning of the game. Don't make me be anti- all right. Let's, okay. Let, let, let's just go. Let's just go back. Yeah. And also, here's another thing that, that's a great point. You don't have to be anti somebody to be pro somebody else, you know. So that's right, right, yeah, because I do. I really like Luca, but I was going to take for me though. I, if I were to start a franchise right now, it'd be Giannis. But if I had to take him out of the way, I would take Luca out of that. Like Giannis and Luca, boom, take them out. If you're looking at the the Jason Tatum's, the Zion's, the Jaws, the Trey Youngs, the who knows Anthony Edwards soon in that conversation. But if it was between Zion and Jason Tatum, I think Zion's probably the most appealing if you knew he had the health. Right, I would take him over all of those guys if I knew he had the health. And the number two would be wait, Jason. wait, wait. You you would take him over Luca? No, I took Luca oh, and Young okay. out of the conversation. Okay, so like gotcha. the rest of the league starting gotcha. right now, knowing that gotcha. they're healthy, and gotcha. I would take Zion over everyone. I'm not mad at it, Max. I mean, yeah. his impact is crazy, and the biggest concern, the biggest question is his health. So if you take that out of the equation and make it a hypothetical question, hopefully he does stay healthy for the rest of his career. We're all hoping for him. Yeah, But if you make it the hypothetical question that in full health for a lot of these players, I'm going with Zion, man. His impact is crazy. Like the way he puts pressure on the rim, we've never seen a player like him. Um, His feel is great. His handle is crazy for his size. He could just score in bunches in a very short amount of time. He's an athlete that we've never seen before, right? The type of athlete that we've never seen before, his size and weight. He reminds me a lot of myself when I play. Yes, yes. That's That's what I was thinking. That was a juggernaut. I'm not gonna lie to you, Combo. I used to put yeah. the shoulder in the. I see. But... I see. He, I see the deadlifts. Uh, yeah, it's very Zion. The way you're pulling there. There you go. But uh, the last one I had for you, and we have to talk about it. It's an uncomfortable conversation here. But I, you are not the only one. This is a very popular pick to go to the finals and win the whole thing. Is now zero uh, and three. Unless did they play today? I don't think they did. Who's 76- that? 
the 76ers. Oh, what's yeah. going on in Philly? You know what it is? Like, Joel, I don't know what's going on with him. There's something seriously up with him. Like, he he plays like he doesn't want to be there. He's playing like he doesn't want to be there. Pardo was going at him in the fourth quarter yesterday. I was watching that game. And James, Harden looks, James Harden looks great, though. You know what it is? I feel like they built around James Harden and kind of forgot about Joel. And maybe Joel's I, feeling that. Maybe. I'm. Bro- this is what I'm saying. This is why I don't have faith in Philly. It's not the talent. Like we know Joel's in talent. We know James Harden's talent. It's just I'm I get a, it's the same thing with Brooklyn. There's way too there's way more to it than to win a championship than just the talent. Like Embiid, there's always been questions about his health and his availability. And sometimes, like, I mean, I'm not gonna hold the Ben Simmons, him going at it with Ben Simmons over him. So I won't even bring that involved, even though I just said it. James Harden, we know the the playoff James Harden, and then sometimes he's not always the easy the easiest to coach, and then the Doc Rivers adjustments and I'm just saying there's a lot of questions and a lot of variables that could go wrong. And that's why I don't have the most faith in them. I see the upside, but I don't have the most faith in them. I'm not mad at it, Max. Yeah, I'm not buying it. But other than that, Boston has looked great. Uh, I mean, they're looking like Yeah, Clippers look scary. Hey, Paul George, I'm sick of this thing where people say Paul George can't be the best player on a championship team. Because let me tell you this. What if he carries them the entire regular season – Oh. Kawhi and him are like this in the playoffs. You know, you don't know who's one. You don't know who's two. And the Clippers win it all. I mean, there's a possibility for that. So don't tell me Paul George can't be the best player on a championship team because there's a chance for it this year. Now, you do know he did say he's the clear number two in an interview, though. Just just throwing that out there for your knowledge. Yes, but that's also, that's also a great way to make your teammate feel great, right? It is. That was a great. Yeah, you're right. That's a great number one, not a number one response, but that's a great teammate response. Look, Kawhi at his best, like Toronto Kawhi, is the number one on that team. Like it's 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 undeniable. But if he's not that Kawhi, I mean, there's a chance Paul George could be the number one. Let me ask you this though: in a perfect world for the Clippers, they stay healthy, they live up to everything we finally thought they could be. What does another ring do for Kawhi's legacy? Because now that would be three teams. Three championships. That's and that the def, uh, defensive players, final MVP. Yeah, it's great. I mean, can you put him in the top twelve? Let's say if he missed all those games, like he doesn't play a lot. You know what I mean? Like that's the issue. But his accolades are crazy. It's weird. It's Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, like, like <laughs> I'm telling you, that's exactly what it is. The guy doesn't even rap, but then he has these crazy accolades. It's like, come on, give me some availability. So I can't put you up there. Yeah. Uh, where would you put him? Like, also, we have to see the fashion that he does it in, how many games he plays this season, all that comes into consideration. And then we'll end with this, Max. Like, what if Steph Curry wins three more? Where do we put him? Who knows, man? Right? Like, bro, I, <laughs> it's going to be a topic on every TV show. Who's better, Michael Jordan or Steph if Curry? He, if he gets a. Wait, 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 time out. How many championships does he need for those conversations to start? Between Seven. him, him, Mike, and him, Mike, and uh, not nah, if we're, Max, I'm not saying when it becomes true, I'm saying when it becomes on the debate shows sooner than seven. Oh, oh, I mean, it's already kind of happening. We've seen those segments before. When no, no, like, no, we haven't seen the Jordan Steph segments, have we? I don't well, think when so. When he had that MVP season, I remember they were saying, like, this is the best season we've had since Michael Jordan. I'm like, come on, so all right, but, yeah, but I'm just saying, like. I, Right. Who's who's the best? Once we start with who's the better players, one more championship. If he wins this year, it's going to completely be 
is as Steph surpassed LeBron and it's now Steph and Michael. Like that's what we're going to see because he's changed the game more than Michael. If he's he wins shooter, six, it's going to get annoying. It's going to get it's really like, annoying. Is there at some point that future generations think that Steph is higher than LeBron? Probably, but that's crazy to think about. Yeah, he's not a better basketball player than LeBron. Like he's just not. But I, he, I like he's great at his. I appreciate that. <laughs> but um, he changed the game more than LeBron. You got to give him that. Changed the game more than LeBron. Okay, so if he wins more than LeBron, he's changed the game more than LeBron. He's the best shooter than Le- like the greatest shooter of all time. I'm I'm just I don't want to have these conversations. It, paint, it breaks my. It sounds heart. good. It sounds good in an argument, but LeBron was the better basketball player. Combo, you started. Do you want me to? You know what? I'm still gonna. I want you to. No, nah, no, nah, you outro. finish it. Let's see if you could do my outro because I did the intro. Let's go, man. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another episode. So before we let you go, please download, rate, and subscribe to the Believe in Orlando Magic podcast. We're going to start off with one, two combo on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you punch no, down. Get it's combo's court on Twitter, man. It's one, two combo on Instagram. It's all right, though. Go ahead, Max. One, two combo on Instagram, combo's court on Twitter, and subscribe yeah. to combo's court's podcast. And myself, Max Van Auken, the VAN space, A-U-K-E-N, available on any podcast platform. Punch down. Download, rate, and subscribe. And on that note, we're out. We're out. There it is another episode of Combo's Court. Big shouts to Max. Big shouts to the Believe Podcast Network. Big shouts to everyone who tunes into Combo's Court across the globe. Share this episode. Share with a friend. Share it on social media. Share it on Twitter. You can catch me on there at Combo's Court, same name as the podcast. Share it on your IG stories. You could tag me on there at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E. T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Be on the lookout for episode 413. Combo out.